0: Come to Have Movies Will Game, the only podcast on the globe where we take you, our friendly listener, through the best and worst movies of yesterday and today, and then discuss ways that you can play them at your gaming table. But the fun doesn't stop there, no sorry. Every few episodes, our intrepid hosts Matthew, Dusty, and Nathaniel will ask you, the listener, to vote on which movie they will play as an RPG, recorded in video and in glorious black and white, and brought to you through the electronic wonder of the internet. Now, let's start the show
1: welcome to the first episode of have movies will game a podcast that has just been introduced
2: introduced introduced
1: Introduced. (laughs) should the uh opening uh segment actually have been recorded by the time we release this and
2: that that we really hope um speaking of introductions i'm matthew and i am dusty and i'm nathaniel and we have just completed a torturous sound check. We're staring at each other like rats wondering who gets to hit the feeder bar first. And this
1: will <laughs> hopefully be our only beer free episode.
0: I, I yeah, I think so. Yes, probably because somebody let the beer go go dry. That
1: is a sad, sad
0: state of affairs. It was like two days ago, and and then and then another person had to get retribution by drinking all of the bourbon, pretty much by himself. I took two swigs. Well, that ended the bottle of bourbon.
1: <laughs> it was a sad day for old granddad. Technically, Matthew ended the bottle. <laughs> in the bottle.
2: You know, if that wasn't 100 proof, I would have just let you have that. But, you know, anything that backwashed in there was pretty much dead at that He's point, dead. pretty
0: much. So yeah. uh, so welcome once again, our intrepid listeners, to our show. And this week uh, we are actually, we sat down, each of us, and we watched Fifth Element. God, I love that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. I love it. it, it it's it's wonderful. Uh, I. I- Please. Before you say anything. Yes, please. Go right ahead. This is
1: our first episode. Yes. And we're doing Fifth Element. Yes. So I just want you to know the shadow that all of the rest of our episodes are going to be living <laughs> on It doesn't come more awesome than the Fifth Element.
0: Fifth Element is fun. It is It is. It is fun. It's really,
1: yeah. I know it's the 20th anniversary, but mm-hmm. seriously, I can't think of anything that will top this movie in game-worthy awesomeness, except maybe just I, <laughs> I I have a feeling
0: that uh, Valerian will probably top this. And, I hope and we'll so. we'll be touching on that one. Yeah, that uh, might be
1: the only episode that lives up to this one.
0: Probably. Um. So yeah, Fifth Element. So we each sat down in our own in our own place and watched the Fifth Element. And now the Fifth Element. I'm sure by this point, twenty years later, everybody has probably seen this movie. But if not, there are going to be some spoilers throughout this throughout this podcast. Motion, motion of order. Yes, please. I don't think we ever need to say this again unless we're doing new releases. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I think because a lot yeah. of the movies on the list are old. I mean, we're gonna have you know like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, Battle yeah. If, if you haven't seen it,
2: Six String I mean, Samurai. No offense, but. Your your life has been a wasted and broken thing, <laughs> and you need to examine your priorities in life. I, so. I agree.
0: Although I did have a, f- a friend once, we were talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, she had never seen it, but she was also only twenty three years old. Yeah, and this was like eight years ago. Th- there's a, a generational disconnect that I've noticed happening,
2: especially since I've just hit forty. Mm-hmm. Oh that- hey, join the club. Oh Woo-hoo, cheers, man. Yeah, I, I actually heard that uh, the the new Star Warses were great, but that the old ones seemed silly and something within me oh. broke, and I, and I realized that I was halfway
0: to my death. <laughs> that,
2: <laughs> that I was that guy. What do you mean you don't love Casablanca or so something? Were you, you know were, you, I mean? were you
0: hearing the Imperial March somewhere in the background, like that death knoll almost? Man,
2: it was such a big part. I heard the Imperial March played at my high school graduation. Oh, yeah. I heard it I every mean, football I, game.
1: I hear the Imperial March in my head every time I'm on the toilet, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: i'm glad you didn't go with orgasm yeah my, but
1: sad at the same no, time that's a different <laughs> song There's, one of these movies we'll get to
0: so oh my god sorry you, you no, were introducing no, that yeah my no, bad. that's fine yeah so uh the fifth element hi how you doing the fifth element i mean to start right off the bat the fifth element is complete brain candy sci-fi poppiness i mean it oh, is great. one of those it magical is. movies
1: yeah. that comes around once a
0: lifetime. Yep. It, it, it is visually inventive and it's gleefully over the top. But one of the things I really like about it is that it never takes itself too seriously. Oh no,
2: no, it, it pokes fun it,
0: at itself with with like abandon. Yeah, it knows. It, it's got like this horrible making fun of itself, you know, yeah. mentality through the whole thing. So, but it also has those great traditional elements. That are thrown together, you know, in in standard form. You know, good versus evil, man versus aliens, man versus man, man versus environment. Throw in the romance, these awesome chase sequences, and lots of nods too to a lot of older movies. Did anyone else catch any of that? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: all over the place. Yes. The the the
2: Leia buns on the the guy they were tr- on the girl they were trying to set up as his wife when they What's were first getting her? the tickets.
0: Oh, yeah, and she does uh, that that head motion. Major the- iceborg, <laughs> yeah, major <laughs> iceborg.
1: Uh, Which is an interesting name. All of the characters in this movie. Like, everything feels alive. Yeah. As silly as it is, as campy as it can be, and as unrealistic as some of the elements, every aspect of this movie is popping with life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to
2: go to there. There, There's there's not a part of this movie that didn't have a talented person in it. The sound design was amazing. Mm
0: -hmm. The... Um like whoever designed all the fashions? Oh, that was Jean Paul Gaultier. Oh yeah, yeah, right. He did all the designs for the for the costuming. It was
2: it was it was visually stunning how they did um the, the human space fleet. Mhm. Those I mean I just finished cuz, you know, power nerd. I just finished reading a, a a long essay on what realistic space battles would look like. Mm-hmm. Those ships fit the mold. Um, you mean the discount the, star destroyers yeah the, <laughs> the design of them yeah um because uh they can roll they they're ready to uh, oh yeah d- they deflect. Own the other, other axie. yeah and uh, the the roundedness of them instead of the straight plane mm-hmm. uh, is to help deflect kinetic impact weapons mm-hmm. I mean there's every element and I have to stop saying elements I need <laughs> another word because you know fifth element but every <laughs> every part of this movie had amazing people working on it-hmm and yeah it 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 shows it yes.
1: shows in the movie every person in the movie seems unique and interesting yeah
0: yeah like, like they could do whole other stories other movies off of a lot of the characters oh god yeah. like okay the president mm-hmm. <laughs> how cool is he how how did he get
1: elected? What's his story? Where did he come from? Why does he get that bruise? What did he did he get into a fight on the way to his first appearance? What, like, what the happened? hell is wrong with his eyes? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: or the scientist who's like, oh, she's perfect. Oh, that the mad scientist. I yeah. want to see a day in his life.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I even like the, the 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 color scheme. Like when you're when you're in the urban zones, mm-hmm. it's it's Blade Runner.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's like it's, muted colors in some areas. Yeah, it, and, it's
2: it's dark and there's the like uh like. Quasi gothic architecture happening with sci fi, and then you have like these 50 styled air cars. Yes, and uh, oh, that's so okay. good!
0: Yeah, and uh, there's, there's actually some interesting like background stuff going on with a lot of that that yeah. a lot of people don't know. Uh, the novelization for the for the from from the movie the you know the fog that they talk about we're going to yeah, hide in yeah. the fog that they never explain why there's fog they never explain anything no they never do. or the trash in the in the the, in airport. the airport yeah uh, they the never the explain that they me. never explain that either but in the novelization in the background scenes uh, what's going on with the fog is that. New York, has; they didn't have enough room to expand out to build in New York, so they just kept going oh. higher and higher and higher. The fog is actually the smog from the lower part of the city coming right. up, so every few years it gets higher and higher as it Tries to escape through the atmosphere. Did so you that's catch the, the 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 population count yes. that they said
2: on the planet? Yeah, two hundred billion. <laughs> yes. And
0: uh, what was the?
2: It was uh, apparently because it was three hundred years later from the intro scene with Aziz. Light. Yeah, and
0: there's a there's there's a little mistake. Two hundred forty nine years. Yeah, there, there, there's there's a mistake
2: on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: there. Yeah.
2: Though to be fair, I only caught one other continuity error in the whole movie, and I I look for that shit. So do I. And there was only one. Which one? Which was one? It?
0: It's Was the glass? glass. No. Oh. Okay. We'll get to that. What's your What's your okay. Religion?
2: So he pulls the uh, the stones right or earth fire whatever mm-hmm. out of her body, the the, the Plava
0: Laguna and uh, the fucking
2: uh, ruby rod, throws them in the in the in the suit jacket, rod. and um and then they run and things explode,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And then they're in the temple an immediate flight straight down dropping like an elevator, and they pull them out and there's no blood on them.
0: They're oh absolutely yeah. Absolutely clean. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like licked clean. <laughs> Why wasn't there a dead Schoen in there when they arrived at the temple? <laughs> that's yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a, another interesting. Yeah, that's question. another good. That, that it adds for story. You just hand mm-hmm. wave it. But uh, the biggest like continuity mistake that I well, it's not really continuity, but it's more of a placing of of fakeness. Yeah. Uh, it's when Lilu is in the uh, in the tube. And the guy's like, you need to, to learn those, your, your, the correct <laughs> words. And the, and the guy, that, the, the editor on the movie, he said recently with the 20-year, he never noticed it until somebody pointed it out. But you can really see it on the, on the high def. Is that where she punches her hand through the glass, it's, it's like perfectly etched out yeah. uh, with edges. And no, he said he never noticed it when he was editing. And he felt really, really bad about that. Yeah. So he said, oh, I feel like, I feel like shit. But the, the story itself, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody has probably uh, already seen Fifth Element, but it's real simple. Ultimate evil is coming to subdue, subvert, and destroy the denizens of Earth, and the only supreme being uh, is Lilu, uh, who can stop it. And she's the chosen one, the, the messiah narrative, uh, which is nothing new to sci-fi, uh, and it's also mixed in with the hero's journey trope that, you know, Corbin Dallas takes. So, yeah, it was a fun movie. I've I, I love this movie. There's another familiar thing in there, too, and that's uh, the
2: retired warrior.
0: Yeah, there's um, that.
2: Co- coming back for one last fight, and that that is something that's great. Like uh, the old, oh, I'm going to fuck up his name, David Gerald. Did uh, Waylander and some other uh, famous fantasy books, and that's that's oh, basically yeah. okay. His whole gig mm-hmm. is uh the retired warrior coming back for one last fight. It, and it it's
0: done so well. Here. It would have worked even more if he if if Dallas would have died at the end for that yeah, like you yeah know, retired agreed. warrior, but it you know he it, it didn't. So but you know he gets a makeout scene with
2: Mila Jovovich. I mean that's got to <laughs> knock at least like three million off the price tag oh, of that actor. That
1: I look mean- they gave each other. If I ever got that look, <laughs> oh my god. In that, in that too, yeah. Their they're, eyes they're busy. Met, yeah, and they pause for a moment and they look at each other. Yeah. Her face. Oh my god, I saw that movie eleven times in the theater when I was uh, seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Many reasons, but that's definitely one of them. That
0: look. One of the reasons why I saw it was because, uh, other than just being sci-fi and pretty and fantastic and just pure brain candy, uh, was because Luc Besson is the writer and director of it. Yeah. He's uh, he's doing the upcoming Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which we will be doing uh, a review on that one. He also did Lucy with Scarlett Johansson, which I really enjoyed. Uh, he also did The Messenger, which is a story of Joan of Arc. Uh, I the- liked that one. I thought it was great. My favorite part was Dustin Hoffman in it, though. Eh, eh, eh. Sorry, excuse eh? me. Uh, sorry, sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. I uh, also did Leon the Professional and La Femme Nikita, only to name a few. Uh, so when when this movie came out, it came out in 1997, and Luc Besson was 38 years old when it came out. And he had been working on the script, actually, since he was about the age of 16. And not a lot of people know that. Um, uh, he wrote it with no intention of making it a movie. But by the time he was 38 and the plans to make it a movie came about, it was a 400 page tome of a sci fi adventure. Now, most movies are about a minute per page. Yeah. So that would be like into the realm of Lord of the Rings expanded versions. So uh, the original storyline was set in like 2300 uh, and it was about a nobody named Zaltman Bleros. Which is I like Saltman. It's a far cry from Corbin Dallas. I, I'm stealing I, Zaltman. <laughs> that's my Zaltman next Saltman multipass. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that's my next mage. And Zaltman. That's a good mage name. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know he wins a. a and, and the rest of the story goes basically. He wins a trip to Club Med or a type of resort on the same planet, in Paradise. He meets Lilu, who's a sand girl. Uh, who is an immortal type? Sand, yeah, it, it's As like in, gets everywhere. Yeah, sand that gets everywhere. That's what like the original notes are. "Quote: Sand Girl." That's what she's called. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's an immortal type being who had already lived for over two thousand years and was the chosen one to destroy the coming evil. I think the love play would have been a lot different if she was composed of sand. That's
2: <laughs> both gritty and abrasive, and very very ow. dry. That's,
0: ow. I'm sorry, carry on. No, it's okay. So he was trying to get financing for the movie, and he continued to work on and modify the story for years. Uh, In 91, while he was looking for actors for the film, uh, Besson had met the French comic creators, uh, I'm probably going to butcher these names, uh, Jean Girard and Jean-Claude Méseret. Uh, and they had been sounds recruited, uh, it sounds kind of French, uh, they were <laughs> recruited <laughs> to uh, to do the film stylistic and all the artistic um, production design. Uh, Mesere, if I pronounce that, wrote the book The Circles of Power, which contains a character named Strax, who drives a flying taxi cab through the congested air traffic of the vast metropolis of his his or her home world. Okay. Uh, so when he showed those images to Luke Besson, Luke was like, "I'm gonna change everything. I'm gonna. I want to use this. This is what I'm gonna do in the Fifth Element. Instead of having the main character be like a a broken down rocket repair ship person and then getting rockets back into space, because that's what Corbin Dallas initially was. It wasn't yeah, that's this
2: more re- red dwarf than it wasn't? Yeah.
0: He wasn't like some military hotshot pilot, right? You know? uh, the company that owned the rights to the Circles of Power actually took Luke Basson uh, to trial for copyright infringement because of the scenes that were used. And it was later. Well, thought. they also did
1: something called the Inkle, which was the predecessor, I believe, to the Meta Barons comic book series. Uh, so I, w- I was reading about awesome. because I was a big Meta Barons fan. Okay. And I remember you can look I don't actually know if those those names match up, but I did read about a lawsuit from the guys behind the Meta Barons mm-hmm. because of a lot of thematic similarities uh, with their story of the Inkle. Huh thinking interesting cow,
0: however it's pronounced I never went down that rabbit hole Yeah I, I, I have no idea I was <laughs> oh, <I'm just laughs> thinking that you would take this over from me No 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 that that, that no that's fine So uh Basson actually went back uh, he did Leon the professional uh before this was done and the movie another car-
2: older man with a younger girl.
0: Yeah, and and also Gary Oldman playing the bad guy. Fuck and Gary the, Oldman, the, man. The, the same guy that did the music for Fifth Element did the, the music for for Leon the Professional. You see a lot of the same people mm-hmm. in in Luc Besson's movies, uh, and you know the same people that worked on all of his movies that work on on every single one. So which is cool. So the studios basically hung out a carrot to Luc Besson and said, if Leon does well then we'll let you make your silly little sci-fi movie. And, <laughs> little did they know. Well, yeah, they, they, I don't think they were counting on Leon doing as well as it did in in the domestic and international market, and it did really, really well. Um, so that was done, and at that point, Bassan goes back to shooting... And getting everything set up for the Fifth Element, while shortening that 400-page tome that he had to something more manageable, you know. So, I mean, 400 minutes is a long yeah. movie, as well as trying to bring the budget down to 90 million because at the time that was an expensive movie in the yeah. in the late 90s. That was a a hell of expensive movie to be to be doing. Columbia Pictures, who actually had a financial stake in Leon, agreed to finance Fifth Element after everything that was done with Leon. Uh, and also Gary Oldman kind of had some urging because he, he owed uh, Luke Besson a little bit of a favor because of what was what happened with Leon. So, OK, so the story goes that Besson was sitting in, I think, his agent's office or, or uh-huh. someone high up in in the, the production company when Bruce Willis actually called uh, uh, regarding a different film and Basson had asked to speak to Bruce Willis and, and just to basically just say hey how you doing and proceeded to tell him we're moving forward with the fifth element but you're no longer attached to it because you're you're too fucking expensive I mean, okay. Yeah. that Who was this? That, that was Luc Besson telling. And Bruce that's how Willis. they got the so, scene at the yeah. end in the tube. Pretty much, yeah. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was expensive at that time, and and, and probably still is. I mean, yeah. And apparently, Willis said that if I like the film and I like the script and I like where it's going, then we'll figure something out so I can be in it. Right. So Besson said, "Okay, let's let's try this." And production started in early '95, and it, and it came out. So. Um, rounding out the actual cast is Bruce Willis plays Corbin Dallas, Sir Ian Holm gets a hold of Cornelius the Priest, which I, is I, I need to bounce in on that. Ian yeah. Holm is one of my all-time favorite actors. Yes, I've been I following agree. him
2: since eighty-nine with in the the Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare series. Oh yeah, he's in all of those. Yes, um, he did an amazing. I don't know, I mean, before we had podcasts, what we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. there were books on tape. Yes. And my favorite book on tape of all time is the second BBC Lord of the Rings with Ian Holm. And I have listened to that man's voice in my life Mm -hmm. easily for a thousand hours. I
1: I have listened to that back and forth, forward and back. And that man is amazing. If you have not listened to Garth Nix's Sabriel... Read by Tim Curry. I believe it will challenge that holder. <laughs> Ooh, it too late, man. There's
2: childhood amazing. memories wrapped up in it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it there's, there's no digging it out now for for another first place. It's
0: just not. No, no. That, that's I. I there's some things that I. Have, I feel the same way about. No, know. I do have to interject. Yes, uh, please.
1: I, I was incorrect. I had to just look it up. It was Moebius and Alejandro Jodorowsky who oh. did the in call. And are you, are they you talking Moebius like of
2: heavy metal fame?
1: Yep. Oh God, I love him. And uh, Metal Hurlant and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He he also supposedly did a version of Dune that never got released. Oh, my God, it's gorgeous. Yeah, but uh, Luke Besson, uh, there were a number of similarities Mm. between the Fifth Element and uh, the Inkle. Uh, Yes. They actually, the comic studio that made that sued Luke Besson, but I think it got dropped after the Fifth
0: Element was released sometime later. Okay. Uh, Chris Tucker plays Ruby Rod. Uh, (laughs) What happened to him? So- in, in what respect? Where is he now? Where'd he's he gone. Go, he's when back, was the last time you he saw, saw Chris the Tucker Yeah, he's doing the comedy circuit, and huh. he's that's kind of where he started, so he went back to it. I, I think after the Rush Hour movies, I think he kind of yeah. got burnt out. And not only that, if we're, if we're asking what happened to people,
2: fucking Luke Perry was in it for a moment. Yeah. What, was what? Even what happened yeah, I doing? I, I think
0: that was a favor to like, for like... Is he just, still alive? I think, he? I think that brought in... Because I don't... Bruce Willis was a fairly solidified action star by that point yeah oh certainly Um, but i don't think his name carried the movie enough so i think putting luke perry's name Mm -hmm. up on like in the opening credits kind of maybe like pushed it a little bit more because he was still riding high off of like beverly hills 90210 or whatever i want to
2: say that that for the for the brief time we had him, like uh, when when the aliens are walking in, the first waddling in, mm-hmm. not really walking, the big potato bugs, yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> um, yes. the, the designs his, on their suits were. Oh my wow. god! His facial expressions and his panic to crawl back against the wall, but still feverishly sketch, He's was it that. was it was really that was that was good acting. No, and it, not it, what it I was. would expect from a serial television
0: actor. You know th- mm. that that it was very He's brief. done some good shows though. He's done some good like sci-fi shows. He has. Jeremiah, if yeah. anybody ever saw that. I I think he kinda got had got, another
1: has been, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner was in yeah. that one too. I think he
0: kind of got shoehorned into that spot like uh see Thomas Howell being a decently good actor, yeah. but never getting that that grab role, so you do all the real shitty roles. They always say that it's it's ninety nine
2: percent luck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh that's but, Honestly, I was very impressed by what he showed me in the very brief moments that we had him on screen. There's I was like, sketching. oh, yeah, yeah. The
0: sketching proves it doesn't matter what time frame in history, someone's going to stop and do a selfie of something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Chris Tucker played Ruby Rod. And so, interesting thing about the, the character of Ruby Rod. Initially, Luc Besson wanted Prince to play... Ruby Ooh. Rod. That was who who he designed and molded Ruby Rod for and Jean Paul Gaultier had had designed all the clothing for was Prince. <laughs> now, here's now here's here's where here's where this gets a little even weirder. Prince apparently Prince came in and looked at, at all of the 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 clothing, all yeah. of the costumes that he would be wearing. And Prince Prince said <laughs> that the character was too effeminate. Well, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, the, 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 the
2: the backless evening gown bit that he wears in the gunfight <laughs> with the roses <laughs> around the collar. I can. No, it's not an evening gown. I suppose it's a, the, the velvet pantsuit.
0: I, I guess. Something. And, then, and then the curly hair. Oh you know? my God. Uh,
2: the, <laughs> the dildo head. Yes. But uh, <laughs>
0: apparently also, uh, there was a meeting with Luc Besson and Prince about the character and Luke Besson had his accent was a little too thick mm-hmm. so whatever he said Prince heard it as fuck prince and it wasn't that so <laughs> prince got angry and left and then the part went to Chris Tucker who killed it yeah who he was it. great yeah i can't imagine it with
1: prince i think prince But you can see where you can yeah. see prince
0: where where you can see where there was a s- very oh, li- yeah. a very fine line of like prince and chris tucker It would have a
1: totally different vibe. Oh, it would. It totally
0: would. Um, But the original name of even Ruby Rod was Lock Rod. Uh, L-O-C-R-H-O-D. So the name appears in both the original script and in the novelization. I know, but check this out. So there's been a lot of speculation uh, about the name change, which was a play on the information on the periodic table, because Rubidium is the first of the period five elements, Mm -hmm. and it's exactly halfway down the row... Uh, to the element rhodium. So, taking the first half of each element gives you ruby rod. I see. Yeah. Uh, others have speculated that his name was a play on his gender-bending personality, which I kind of like a little bit more, having a feminine first name and then a phallic last name. In in a
2: less well-developed and less subtle, you know, comedy movie, mm-hmm. I would I would say that that's probably more likely. But just the level of detail they go into this movie. It could be the periodic table because there, <laughs> there, are, there are people with serious minds and degrees yes. thinking about things on the back end of the production of this movie.
0: Oh yeah, and the, and there's also the the characters that are just insanely intelligent, the scientists that are you know basically they they've rebuilt an entire person. You know they uh, 3D printing it. Yeah, actually, 3D which printing. Is, I yeah. thought was very interesting
2: for with the for the Flesh time. wires. Yeah, yeah,
0: flesh yarn basically. <laughs> So the movie itself had a ninety million dollar budget, which, mm. like I said earlier a few moments ago, in, in nineteen ninety seven, that was that was high. I think the only other movie that was close to that at that point in time was that ill fated Kevin Costner movie, Waterworld. Oh, right, that had like seventy two million dollars. Love that. I would movie. like to know. He Waterworld is
1: not on our list. <laughs> no, it's not, and we're going to keep it on. Our list. <laughs> That's fine. I'm telling you, I could yell
2: for about forty five minutes about his role in Robin Hood, though.
0: Yeah, so could I.
2: When I killed the sheriff's man, hey man, don't <laughs> you be making fun of us Southerners. I, I, all right, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I love that whole movie except for
1: him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? the the Robin Hood movie where everyone except him has an English accent. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. So when when Fifth Element opened, it debuted at number one, uh, grossing an extraordinarily high. 17 million dollars its opening weekend god that's a flop now yeah i know (laughs) that's horrible so and it also fought alongside the you know great movies of the original austin powers that that opening month commandments underworld jurassic park the lost world so that was what it was fighting with at this point in time when it was released and as you know, if there's anyone you know that's much younger than was than was us. that the first Austin Powers? Yeah, that was the first Austin Powers. Yeah. That was at the height of yeah. seven. That was at Mike Mike Myers, yeah. No, the sure. mighty yep.
1: have fallen. Mike is still up there. <laughs> yeah, he he can be. That, that is, but, is not a statement as to his worth of ability, but it's we're talking more of about a net worth. He's still <laughs> up Christ! There. Yeah, he's 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 set.
0: So. Fifth Element was the most expensive foreign, and I'm putting quotes around foreign, uh, film is, to, be made, to be made uh, by a U.S. film production company at that point in time. Uh-huh. Uh, the domestic w- return would have been considered a flop completely because uh, production was nine, $90 million and the domestic return was only $63 million. Was this the hit of DVD time? This is DVD strength time, right? Like everyone had finally switched over from VHS by 97. Yeah. No, roughly around the Matrix, so about ninety-nine. I think Matrix was ninety-nine. Yeah, it was. So that was when people were starting to turn over to DVDs. Okay, because I remember I had this on VHS initially. Yeah, I I think I did too. And then DVD, and then Super Bit, which is like high-def DVD, but without high-def. Yeah, but internationally, it brought in over two hundred million dollars. So that doubled the production costs. Which made it not a flop. So, in all, it made about $300 million. So, that was.
2: I mean, great. it's still probably pulling in something. They just put it, pulled it off Netflix. When we
0: were looking for it, I actually had to go back to my old DVDs and go, <laughs> oh, there Oh, it same is, here. Yeah, same Netflix. here. And uh, Luke Besson stated in a couple interviews after that he wished he would have waited a few more years because of the digital graphics that were so much better. I did
1: see a yeah. couple. A couple lighting and I looked. There wasn't that much bad graphics. No, what were you watching it on? I was watching it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it on Blu-ray yet. Did it, it say crisp.
2: remastered on
1: it? <laughs> because I, I,
2: I have the original DVD and you 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 can tell that there is there
1: is a sharp disconnect. There but there's there's not that many moments of actual computer graphics. There's so much Special effects in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he.
0: I think he said that there were only like 238 graphics in that movie that I were generated. Construction was. Yeah, that was the biggest, the biggest yeah. one. Uh, and then the flying cars. The yeah. you know that was another one, big one. Whereas his new movie Valerian has some like 3,000 visual effects done. Yeah. Like it, so
2: the, it's just like the tonalities on the car against the buildings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, it, with the exception of like the crowded scenes probably could have been done better with, like, models. I agree. Yeah. There's, ju- there's just something about it, and I don't know if we'll ever cross that, like, uncanny valley between something that is real that you can see mm-hmm. and something we can create and model. What do you mean? Um, the eye detects a million things that you don't consciously think of, mm-hmm. and when you see something that is uh, computer-generated, you know it's computer-generated. Yes. Um, and I don't think that we will ever be able to achieve the level, well, I don't know about ever, but within our lifetimes, of, of the, the subtle interplay of all the interconnecting
1: bits. I get that. I'm sorry, I should be more specific. You're referring to scenes with models, or the crowd scenes? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Like uh, when when she's on the ledge and she's staring down. And there's all the cars going that mm-hmm. way. I yeah. can totally understand why you don't go with models on that one. Ah, yeah, the gotcha. wires yeah. themselves would make that a problem. Okay, but um, yeah, like I, I watched it on an on an old DVD, and I, you you could definitely tell where those points were. Mm-hmm. I watched it in beautiful 4K. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I bet that I bet that
0: that's pretty. I bet there were. I had to pause it a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great movie. Did you clean up after yourself on that one? Didn't need to. Okay, that's good. I'm efficient. Well, <laughs> I've, I've only actually
2: seen this either A, streaming on a, a 720, mm-hmm. which is what that TV over there is, or on uh, an DVD. old SD fucking CRT TV. Oh, oh, the CRT TVs. They were in everywhere in the oh. future. Oh, I yeah, love that. Everywhere. Anyway.
1: Oh, and the, 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 uh, the interface panels for the spaceships. Oh, yeah. Those, like four color mm-hmm. graph. I was like, oh God, what is this, alien all over again? <laughs> if, if you
0: if you pause it on a lot of the scenes, you'll see that the the monitors, because they wanted to make it a different language, but they didn't have the money to make a different language because everything went into more production, they just flipped the screen. So yeah. the words are backwards. Yeah. So, yep. And oddly enough, on the the whole thing about the, the language, uh, Luc Besson and Mila I never yeah, know. what is her language? I okay, was wondering so, about so, that. Okay, so, yeah, so they they went it's in. A,
2: it's a Latin root. No, isn't it? they
0: made up their own language and they were writing letters back and forth to each other to practice it. it it's like a 400 so word good. language. I really liked it. That they, that Luke Besson and Mila mm-hmm. Jovovich, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, Hohovich. Uh, I, I just I, liked ju- her saying it. Yeah. Uh you can definitely hear there's some definitely some like Italian, there's some Latin in there. Yeah. You know, there there's a it's a mesh of different words and it is really pretty and fun to listen to. But it's in doing my research in the movie, it it was something that they created, um, like Tolkien created Elvin. Yeah. So I I guess that could be equated to it, only not as pretty. Well, I've never seen it written, but uh I
2: I was just I mean not, not only the language, her native tongue she was speaking, but when she began to pick
0: up English. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, please help. help. Oh, my God. I mean, she could be basically be saying, burn babies and let me eat them for all she knew. But still, burn please help was so babies. pretty. Well, <laughs> it,
2: it gets into an interesting point when you're talking about like, the struggle of an absolute alien, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's no commonality uh, beyond what that... Creature looks like, yeah, right. This is a, a created being, mm-hmm. and it has has no no frame of reference, but and it has four hundred DNA strands. Remember yeah. that, so it could be so anything. She falls through the roof of Corbin Dallas's cab, and she's in a situation where the police are chasing her. She doesn't understand. She probably realizes she's in trouble, mm-hmm. but that when she just turns to him and does the 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 place. Help. And it's just it's goddamn tear jerking. Man. No, it, it is. I
0: agree. I just I mean I mean there are literal tears in her eyes yeah. at the same time. It's like I'm there's we okay, get serious here.
2: As humans, one of one of the most terrible things that make people jump off buildings and puppies howl in the night mm-hmm. is um loneliness. Yes, I agree. And completely this is a completely alien creature, and she's in this horrifying situation. Mm. And she reaches out to our hero, and he doesn't want to. You know, yeah, you <laughs> can definitely
0: like, see the like. I, you know, I mean, I, I've it, got one point left on my. I, my I gotta, my I, gotta get the ca- you know I gotta get the cab to get you it back it in is. and get a six month overhaul. And this is like he's talking about this whole
2: minutia of his of his little everyday mm-hmm. life, and that fuck it moment. Uh, where he just goes for a beautiful girl has fallen out of the sky. <laughs> My old life is toast. I can't even drive this cab tomorrow. We're doing this. Yeah, It was, it, that was the one of the moments. So I think especially the original time you saw it where you mm-hmm. went, Oh wow. And you probably didn't even realize you did it because it was, it was done so well that it's, it's, it's playing on the parts of you that you don't, con- you know, think about. In, yeah, I agree. A normal thing. It's that, that, uh, that, Strange thing reaching out, and you're going,
1: Yeah, okay, we're gonna do this. <laughs> Her expressions of joy, oh, were my God. Awesome. yeah, awesome! Like the little giggle mm-hmm. and the, the big old grin that she did, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, she ha, she she was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of like
2: even the bit players, can we talk about those guys for a second. Oh, oh sure, please, oh, yeah, please, can I, we- yeah, look. Let's uh let's 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 go into some of the the, the more things that w- that we liked about it. Um I liked the the, the initial fucking methed out drug dealer guy. Oh God, give me the yeah. cash
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you know who that guy is? No. I, I saw his name on the credits, but I didn't recognize it. Who's... He was
1: the love interest in the movie Amelie. And oh, he's also shit. a very accomplished French director.
2: Yep. Well <laughs> I love I, I love his thing, right? What's he, his story this, up to this, that point? This yeah. well, that's that's where we get into the other half of this podcast. Because I, I got to tell you, I want to play in this world in that <laughs> metropolis. <laughs> um, but um, I I it's 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 such a messy plan that he has. Like, oh okay, my god! I'm going to take the picture of the hallway. <laughs> I'm going to strap it to my head.
1: <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that until like the fourth or fifth time I saw that. Movie. Seriously, oh my I god. thought he was just wearing a weird ass hat. No no no! no he was gonna, and then he was like, fourth or the the fifth time yeah. I
0: realized. Oh shit! He's yeah. gonna rob. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna jack Corbin Dallas. Yeah, give it again. <laughs> and then the dance afterwards, the shuffle, oh, and the feet. That's I, I actually <laughs> you can give it. I, <laughs> I this, don't need it. I have this <laughs>
2: uh, uh, Ruby Rods henchman mm-hmm. when they're screaming for him in the ballroom. Oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> god! Everyone, everyone was a great actor. Like everyone committed to these seriously ridiculous lines yeah, he, where he, you have to stop and laugh at yourself thousands the of most times.
1: Literally the most unsung character in the whole movie. His finger.
2: Oh, on the phone? On
1: the phone? Yeah, he is uncredited. I know that voice. They know specific. No, no, no. I know is. that voice. I, I I finger be, being the henchman, right? No, no, no. no, no. no.
0: The, his boss, the cab company. boss. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Zorg's no, sidekick no, no. guy because I know who that is, but. Yeah, who's, who's the voice for- Nobody knows. Oh, I huh. know,
2: because I, I heard it and I go, I know who that is. Everybody thinks they know who that is. It's just thatguy.com, so. No, no, I, I can figure this out. I'll bring it up in a couple weeks. Okay. okay, now
1: what about the guy, what about Corbin's neighbor? He's got to know the whole deal with the cops, right? I mean, the, the, everybody the, the, who lives in that- World knows how the cops
0: work. What? Yeah, why does he do that? May what the the the, the smoke? You guy? Yeah. Okay, What's so his story? I have a question about him. I've always wondered about him. <laughs> That's the same guy that that is is in the the air in the, in the airport that gets taken away. So they the the cops. Take him away. Take him, and then, then he, the Mangalores yeah. kill the
1: cops and yeah. take him, thinking mm-hmm. that he is Corbin Dallas. Yes. Right. So then they kill him and take his form because that's what Mangalores do. Okay,
0: that's something I always question about, and I've loved the movie. But I never, I never put that two and two together. But okay. what is that dude's story? I want
1: to, I want to see. I want to see another movie of nothing but <laughs> ten to fifteen minute, maybe five five to fifteen minute segments mm. of everything else that's happening behind the scenes. Like right. I want to know. Oh, that would well, be I mean,
2: if it's a four hundred page script, I'm the sure there was a treatment. lot more. I, mean, I
1: want to know the last two hours of that man's yeah. life. Yeah. What led up? Why did he do that?
2: Well, I you, want to know. You, you, when when you look at uh, at the population of the planet and Corbin's living condition. Right, he's he's basically in this walk-in closet. Yeah, micro slum, basically. Yeah, it's it's analogous to a lot of the the hotels that they actually have in Japan right now, mm-hmm. where it's multi-use features, and you 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 get the feeling that the cops are used to coming there. Yeah, because <laughs> you can see them
0: like basically side. It's like exasperated, yeah. like, oh, God, oh, we're we're, we're in again. another
1: mega block. You yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> fumbles yeah. for the right key. Yeah, to yeah, to slide in there.
0: But there are there are a lot of like good like other characters that you you both mentioned like the uh uh the stone cold deaf you know football player baby red yeah, yeah Who, baby red what's his story yeah. yeah you know the whole time he's he an actor like, not a football player oh I thought he was a football yeah. player I thought
1: he was too until I just watched it yeah I watched it, it. I said, thought it was he, said an he was an actor yeah yeah
2: star of stage oh, okay. and screen oh that's yeah. right
0: star okay. of stage okay. And screen. okay
1: all right and then the. Uh, there was a
2: laser ball player yes. in there. Okay, well, that's, that's what I'm greeted immediately yeah, the, the
0: blonde guy. Yeah. I, I've always... The deaf guy.
1: Yeah, uh, the deaf guy is Baby Ray. Want to know his mm-hmm. story? Mm-hmm. Who is he? What's the story up to that point in his life?
2: I don't know, but I like that the characters are not merely vehicles for our main characters to advance the plot. I mean, they're fully realized in their own... I mean, they're coming here with a ton of backstory.
0: No, I, I agree with that, and I agree that... that all of the satellite characters are very rich and deep, and they're very three dimensional. Mm-hmm. But for the core group of players, the only two that I really feel that are that have depth and are the only ones that feel depth that and and three dimension are Corbin and, and Lelou. Oh yeah. Uh, Cornelius is is just kind of there. He just helps push the plot along because I I have this book and it talks about and I need and I know where we're gonna go, so that's why he's there his sidekick is just kind of again there he saved the world
2: no he saved the world they had no idea what to do yeah he's the one who he, he, he saw he, the puzzle he literally yeah, saved but the the world. that point he was just kind of like just there i love his hat too what was that band that wore the red version of that oh that devo. Was devo yeah devo i love that hat <laughs> that is what a whacked out priest wears you know, some strange cult. That priest
0: also actually lived very opulent in a very opulent life compared to Corbin Dallas. Oh, his house, yeah, when, when his he apartment, apartment he blew yeah, out there? yeah. Oh my God, right. And what
2: what's odd about that is you can draw some conclusions that way, right? Because when he first stands up, when when he introduces himself to the president as the 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 evil ball of death mm-hmm. is is coming. Um. Like Behind him, did you did you notice uh, the rest of the priests of yeah. all the different Yeah, uh, it was it was the a rabbi, the, the a rabbi, priest. and none of them. Cardinal. None of them told him to shut the fuck up and get out of the way because the big boys are here yep. to deal mm-hmm. with it. Which means that the acceptance of whatever the hell he represents is very mainstream.
0: Yeah, but they also they weren't really. They they let him do his thing. I noticed that they let him do his thing, but they also weren't like intently listening to him. They were doing their own thing at the same time. So what you said has merit but it could also be like okay we're going to go ahead and let you talk because we're figuring this out and you have yeah. your 5 minutes and then we'll have ours. So again that's one of those little side side stories it would be great to know yeah. more about like Nathaniel was commenting on. So there's the, yeah there's so many questions in this. It's a, it's a great story. It's a great movie. Uh it, it is it is pure brain candy and uh, and it's lovely. Uh so how do you see this in the, in the in the game universe? No wait, not yet. Not yet? Okay, I, sorry. I want to talk something. Okay, sorry.
2: All right, the cigarettes that are all filter? Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to I quit it is your goal. <laughs> I,
2: I I love I love I love that. It's Okay, so we passed a regulation, right? Cigarettes have to be filtered. Well, they have to have a warning label. Well, you can only get this many and they're dispensed once a day. Well, we still think you're smoking too much, so we're gonna double. No, we're gonna tri- no, we're gonna quadruple the filter. Like, I mean, it just <laughs> it, it speaks to a um, a bureaucracy gone mad, and it does so in such a little silly way.
0: Yeah, and well, that that's so good. the The whole movie does show nothing but like a corporate style living structure because he's not just the president of the U.S. He's like, if I remember correctly, he's president of the world. Yeah, yeah. So. Not just
1: the, uh, I think it was more than the world. It's, it's wasn't the it? Federation. Yeah, the Federation. Yeah. So all, the combined worlds or something. There was yeah. president of something. Yeah, all the worlds or. And I, I want to talk remember.
2: about one thing that actually really bothered me. This this was my my point in the movie that I went ah man. What's that? Okay, so I had ar- I've already spoken about how much I like the ships and how mm-hmm. much of a realistic design that is, mm-hmm. and how much I like this and how much I like that. So, if you were defending a sphere of space and wanted to put up a border sign. Mm-hmm. How would you do that? Would it be a line <laughs> in space? Yeah, I know. Would I know are going. Glow.
0: Yeah. And when uh, when apparently nobody thinks three dimensionally on those things. Well,
2: I, I and that's what no one what ever me. thinks
1: three dimensionally in sci-fi. It's uh, space it, it, is always everything's on an equal level. And that I was me reading a, a post about that from I think it, I want to say it was either Star Wars or Star Trek from back in the day mm-hmm. that they knew how, how, how shapes or battles would happen. Yeah. But they chose to put things on an even plane so that the viewer could have yeah. more of a frame of understanding what was happening. Yeah. So you that know, it would make sense. Now more that I bring sense. it up,
2: it I I actually have a theory. There's the the plane of the ecliptic mm-hmm. where, you know, more or less things rotate around. That's where all the stuff is. Mm-hmm. If you're approaching a planet, you would probably come in on that path because mm-hmm. you're passing by Fueling stations. You're stopping by check-in points. Yeah. You're st- okay. So I suppose that makes sense as a border crossing, but I still didn't like it. Yeah. I wanted a globe.
0: The, the the yeah. The same thing was used in uh, the last Starfighter with yeah. the uh, with the frontier. Another science thing.
2: I, I I'll I'll bust through these fast. No, okay, no, yeah, yeah totally cool, totally cool. Uh, when 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 they're rebuilding lilu they bombard her with. Uh, Slightly greasy solar atoms yes. to make her skin
0: grow. <laughs> now
2: that is scientific terminology, if I've ever heard it. Slightly greasy solar atoms,
1: <laughs> and they had a conveniently placed, small-sized uh, booty shorts. You know, yeah, just, and, just and, re- and
0: ready to be put on whoever this was, and, and the thermal straps, oh, which yeah, really. Yeah.
2: Uh, there, there's so many good lines in this. Like uh, the robot bartender that mm.
0: terrifies me. You want some more? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's a direct shot at my career. <laughs> Yeah, there there are there are a lot of great lines. Ruby Rod gives most of them. No, um, no. But Bruce Willis has a lot of really Bruce good Willis ones. Bruce Willis and
2: either. her specifically talking
0: to each other. I think she knows it's a multi-pass. <laughs> yeah. That, that, anyway, yeah. we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think Bruce Willis and Ruby Rod have some really good ones, especially like. When they meet, and then they're in the hallway, and Ruby Rods trying to get more information, and get him to talk, and he just picks him up and puts him against the wall and tells him basically, "Shut the fuck up!" And I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. here for your show. Are we green? Super green. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else notice uh, the
2: the two bomb sequence when uh, the the bomb they're bombing the hotel right to yeah. Yeah. to cover oh, the yes. tracks? So he goes back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zorg goes back and he deactivates the bomb, and is you know it's very close to the wire and turns around there's another bomb mm-hmm. right and yes. uh, the the space orc I, which is what i call them in my mind yeah that's what they
0: are um,
2: is he's wounded and he's laying on his back and he holds up the detonator mm-hmm. and he goes for the honor did anyone notice what the detonator was no it's a high school combination lock <laughs> it's it's literally the little the little turny lock with the that's little awesome. clasp with an led right in the middle of the dial and that's all it is and i went that's how they save some money right there exactly you know?
0: A little bit of trivia: Uh, Gary Oldman and Bruce Willis never share screen time in this movie. They are never in the same. That's true. They never interacted throughout the whole movie. Though they did share a scene. Which scene?
2: Uh, When he's coming back to disarm the bomb, they Gary Oldman's coming down the hall, and Bruce Willis is ducking through that door with everybody to get on his shuttle. Yeah, they just they 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 pass. Yeah, yeah, like literally two seconds. I mean that that was one
0: take. So. My my other favorite character, though, circling back to that, and then and then we'll kind of push on, is the uh, the little the... elephant
1: thingy. No. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, I I I like the um, the the Asian diner, floating Asian diner. Yeah, with uh you, you are fired. fired! <laughs> well, at least I got free lunch. Oh, good philosophy. I like his mom too.
2: You miserable bastard. I never should have pushed you out. (laughs)
0: Ma? No.
1: Hello, everyone. You are listening to Half Movies Will Game, and this is Nathaniel. We're about halfway through the show, with a lot of exciting RPG content coming up in just a minute. First, I want to take a very quick moment to tell you a bit about what we're up to here. We recorded these first four episodes as a proof of commitment to ourselves before we went forward with an official launch. We learned a lot through this process, upgraded our equipment a little bit, figured out some tricks that we didn't really know going into the thing. We hope you can hear our improvement as the show progresses. Please bear with us as we iron out the wrinkles and know that we appreciate any feedback you have for us, especially so at this crucial early juncture of the show. In the future, this break space will be used to promote our friends and sponsors, and we're excited to talk more about them. So thanks again for making it this far, and I hope you will enjoy the rest of the show.
2: All right, so we're back. Um I feel much lighter, drained. We didn't spend the last 7 minutes talking about energy drinks and uh discontinued beers from the 90s. So what we're going to do now is take uh what we liked about the game, uh, about the movie and translate it into um a more gaming term. That's that's the whole point of what we're doing here. I gotta say, I mean Nate, I know you you have a lot on this, but I I really want to run around in that city. That that city Oh, I agree. The the Metroplex is fascinating to me. Yeah,
0: I have I've been looking forward all week to like what game you're gonna bring to the table. But don't bunch on this.
1: I think we should start and kind of pick up the thing that we did in our special Lost episode. And that is opening with take it to D&D. You know, we're all familiar with D&D. Okay. okay. How would you classify those characters? We'll start with oh, Corbin right. Dallas.
0: Oh. Corbin Dallas, uh I would I would go for the the is a fighter, ex-fighter. Um yeah, that's where I would go with Corbin, I think. I think standard fighter. I think mentally he's at that stage
2: but he he's failed this obviously, but he's at that stage where you start attracting Uh, followers and start working on your stronghold he's reached name level yeah but he's absolutely failed at any part of administration which is why he's living in this tiny little shoebox in the shitty part of new york but i I would say the same he is he is a a uh, mid-high level fighter uh probably in the area of like uh eight eighth eighth level i would say i would i
0: would say probably 12 to 13 no him on the addition well good point yeah
2: but he's he's obviously we, where he points the gun he hits i mean
0: he's rolling strong he's got a lot of pluses well he's definitely got some feats i mean I, I i yeah i think he's probably level he's 12. moving
2: and firing a lot and hitting what he's got i mean he's got two attacks yeah
1: so i i going go say what what do you got i propose that i just thought of this right now <laughs> yeah fallen paladin ooh like yeah. you said He's gotten to that point where he had a lot of power and he mm-hmm. could have attracted some followers, but completely failed at it. Maybe it's because he fell from grace. He seemed to have been the only person who survived his
0: unit in a war. Yeah, we don't know anything about that. He's, war. he's lost his wife. He's, he's very, wife.
1: very
2: contemptuous of uh, the, the military, the church, the church and uh, the military. Yeah, I
1: yeah, can't stand either
0: of them. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, he may be I a like do, you, do you paladin. get
1: do you get to keep. I, I forget. I've played You're, you're basically once. a fighter at that point. Yeah. yeah. You fall from grace. You lose, lose Yeah, you lose all of your paladin powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you keep but going he still as had, a dude who can hit things with a sword. And he still
0: had the memories because he had all the medals on the shelf. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the tortured fallen fighter. Yeah, I, I like that.
2: Okay. Ruby Rod. Ruby Rod is a bard. You leave yeah, totally. He's a, a bard. Yeah. He's a high level one, too. I mean, yeah. how, I how, so how many stewardesses? Half
1: Half elf. I, mean, I half think he's too
0: part. extroverted for any elven blood. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I would. That's that's a human. How about gnome? Gnome, maybe kender. Me? Oh God, Kender. <laughs> yes, as much as I hate to say that word, I know you do. That's why you I brought are it up.
1: Absolutely correct, Ruby Who Rod, Kinderbard.
0: Yeah, he is a Kinderbard, and I and I think if you want to put it in, in the like, high-pitched squealing, yes, but in, in like d D and D mechanics, because he is so high level and, and he's such a high-profile yeah. character, he doesn't like because Kenders will take everything that they see. They're kleptomaniacs. I think those people that he surrounds himself with all of his assistants are the ones that are actually stealing for I, him I disagree I think he, I think he's just
2: moved to a point where what he's taking uh, is specifically from the
0: ladies oh that, that's, that's a, a good he's point not after- yeah. did you see those stewardesses oh, yeah. that's a good point <laughs> yeah. oh and the princess that, yeah. that he recorded their, yeah their, their, I mean their... he's
2: he's he's stealing but he's not doing it he's the same way stealing with <laughs> yeah. quotes
0: under quotes
2: Lilu Dallas that's a hard multi-pass. one. Multipass. Half of me wants to say Rogue.
0: Uh, I mean, she, she does she, kind of hide through the whole movie. Yeah, so. I
2: mean, she, she's yeah. she's very violent when she can set the situation to her own advantage and she's very effective. But when taken unawares without that prep time, you know, she she gets beat. So I'm, I'm, Wh- I'm going with Rogue final answer. Wh- and I'm going to say about, wow, God, when she breaks into the diva suite and whoops ass, uh, 10? Level 10?
0: See, I, I like the idea of a Rogue. But I I like more, and this may kind of eh. oh and Elvin she's definitely Elvin. I I think she's she's a monk personally. Ooh. She doesn't use she doesn't I use any she doesn't use any weapons, nope. but she can bust some ass.
2: No, you're right. I'll and, I'll you know, be to, overruled. Yeah, tomorrow. okay, yeah. thank
0: you. <laughs> Score one for Dusty. Uh, like yeah, because she's <laughs> total. You know, knows everything going on. Yeah. She's got the religious thing. Uh, yeah, I think she is just a quiet contemplating monk until you push yeah, the her too chosen far. Yeah,
2: the one that has a, a priest background that
0: they're yeah. working
1: with. I, I
0: can't. Yeah. There's no argument to that. He's and right. yeah, I would go with elf. I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: I would also propose that everybody else is basically an NPC. They don't really
0: have well, that much. Cornelius, I think, rides the line. Yeah. He is NPC, but he's not. He basically I, he, does nothing. He's a cleric. Obviously, yeah. he's a cleric, but um,
1: he, he exposes. He pushes. Yeah. yeah, he pushes the plot out. Yeah. He's a plot tool.
2: <laughs> he's my favorite actor <laughs> um, i don't know who else who else did we have in this uh we had
0: uh, it was zorg yeah. you know we never really even talked about zorg, zorg well, that was one of the things i wanted to get to but Zorg's a bad guy we, well yeah he's the villain obviously he's not yeah we went an entire episode and barely he's even like a bad he's, merchant he's not he he's he's not the boss baddie he is the level baddie let me talk yeah. about
1: him for a second. The please, please. do. cojones on that guy.
0: The what? The cojones. Okay. The oh, yeah. I thought you said guy. Hollandaise for a second. Yeah. The Hollandaise <laughs> in this guy.
1: He gets a direct dial call across the universe from the source of ultimate darkness. Mm-hmm. And he haggles with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's my some... prices have tripled. While, while he's bleeding what? <laughs> yeah, out of his he's bleeding brain. out of his brain. Yeah. And he's haggling yeah. with the ultimate plastic Incidentally, thing.
2: There's not an orifice. On top of the brain to bleed out of, so whatever is happening, the pressure is building to a point where it's it just coming out of the, the skull. The, yeah, uh, it's it's gone through the the fluid that protects the brain, splits the skull, breaks the surface, and is bleeding. And he is still trying to cut a
0: deal. Evil no, and, and even and then he was even yeah. polite at the end of it. He was like, you know, thank you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, little um, things.
2: Fuck. So I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, I don't think
0: there's anybody
1: else. Yeah, that that was really it.
0: Yeah, that's really about it. Was it?
1: So stepping away from D and D. Which you're glad to do, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from, but I guess it's gonna become a running gag. I don't hate D and D. I love He hates D really His like it sometimes. Right it's okay. He wants now, Wizards why? of the Cost to <laughs>
0: <laughs> We do take bribes. <laughs> and sponsorship. Or even so dice. I wanna if talk you're about I wanna it. talk
1: about a gaming elephant in the room. Please. And? and that one we've talked about before, and we're gonna be talking about this game many times. And this game is Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is a extremely approachable, universal, generic, open-ended, mm-hmm. pulp-action game. Many might think that this game would be perfect uh, for Fifth Element. And I wager, yeah, you could probably run this in Savage Worlds. I,
2: I have a game in mind, and as we spoke of last week on our I guess beta episode, I'm, I'm not terrifyingly familiar with this with this game, but I, I have a game in
1: mind that totally fits it, but let's... But I want to finish with Savage Worlds and say that Savage Worlds is not the game I want to talk about this week. And we will probably bring it up as a runner-up in almost every episode that we do. And occasionally, we'll probably highlight it. I know there's a lot of Savage Worlds fans out there. I have written for Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds, it's the game that I am most familiar with more than any other. But I don't think it's perfect for the fifth element.
2: We should probably put in a disclaimer here. At this point, we have taken no money from everyone. Anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Not not taking any money. No, no, no. no.
1: Now, what was the game that you were thinking?
2: I have a fifty-fifty toss-up. Given the diversity of the various races and life and the mega cities, I would say it's a toss-up between Shadowrun. That's and what and Rifts. I was going to say.
0: I was going to go with Shadowrun. I
1: didn't even think of either of those two. Uh, yeah, really, they could totally the work.
2: the dimensional. Definitely, work. and it, it seems like they're they're all familiar. Uh, and uh, God, words—how do they work? Uh, <laughs> that they're all familiar to humans. There's no culture shock by seeing an alien species. The the shock comes from uh, the violence of the space orc. But everyone knows what they were. Everyone knows what they come from. Their basic motivations. There wasn't an unknown alien in this, which stipulates that it's it's a, a multiracial world.
1: And you're saying this in. Favor of Rifts or Shadowrun?
2: Uh in Rifts specifically, Shadowrun could be made with, with its see, rule set.
1: Uh Shadow Run. So Shadow Run recently came out with a version called Shadowrun Anarchy. Mm-hmm. And I could, yeah, I could definitely see this playing in okay. I'm only familiar with the
2: late 80s version. Myself. With the
1: which my favorite version, by the way. <laughs> but Shadowrun suffers from a heavy slowdown at the table. Oh yeah. Constant checking of modifiers. And Shadowrun border is not not even borderline. Shadowrun is a gear porn kind of game. Yeah. Like okay. you spend more time gearing your character up and coming up with lists of things that you wanna use, many of which you will never get to use, and many of which just lay on your corpus when you die. Right. Shadowrun is also very brutal. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that much brutality for the Well, except when dug characters. the rocks out of her belly on stage, but <laughs> what, what, what's her story?
0: how she how did the rocks get there?
1: What Okay. Again, we could, we should probably do an entire <laughs> follow up episode on like this movie. characters. My yeah. questions
2: have questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but Rifts, Rifts, That's uh, ooh,
2: yeah. Rifts is is set on Earth, mm. and the the problem I have with Rifts being the game for this, and why I'm very interested to hear what you have to say, is that Rifts is Earth centric. When Magic comes back, I saw. Okay. the diff The difference between religious magic and magic magic, mm-hmm. I I saw nothing that couldn't just be advanced technology here. Even the opening of the stone, it's it's you know oh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know that rifts is the absolute certain, but it was it was the reaction to the normal everyday human seeing the alien
1: that made me think of rifts. There was. Uh a supplement for rifts called Phase World. Yeah, that. I took remember that took it into the stars. Do you have it on your shelf I over don't, here? I don't. I uh, don't. Phase World would actually be pretty good for the fifth element. It has a if number of classes. If you did try to play it. You could, probably, <laughs> you could probably say that Lilu is maybe an invincible guardsman or even a Cosmo Knight yeah. if you're playing Phase World. Uh, ooh, interesting.
2: I, I really, I wanted to love rifts so bad. I love the art. I love that it segs what it segs whatever uh, in with my favorite property of all time, which is Robotech. Yeah, um, yeah. that it, it just they, they meld That's seamlessly. But if you've
0: ever tried to play those early Palladium games. They're rough. My best friend as a kid tried to get me into that system. And I want to love them and I'll buy them shit. for the art, but oh, oh the God. art was beautiful. But yeah. I just could never. It was so tedious. And as a kid trying to get into a new gaming system mm-hmm. outside of D anD D, it was like what, what the fuck? What man? is this?
1: Just- I, I
2: don't understand.
1: I will attest that old school first edition Palladium Fantasy is a completely playable game. Is it? Completely playable. It is very low power, very low key. It doesn't have that many variables to keep track of. It's once you get into the megaversal game, like mm -hmm. Robotech or Rifts, and you start adding on all of these extra layers and the power creep that the game becomes, to me, unmanageable. Okay. I also attest, my theory is that no one has ever picked up a Rifts book and learned how to play from it. My theory is that everybody who knows how to run Rifts was taught by somebody... Right. Who was taught by somebody. It's like a virus. Who was taught by somebody, and so <laughs> on and it's, so it's on. It's the RPG all the way telephone. telephone. It's the RPG <laughs> <To> STD <laughs> is what what <it> <laughs> That's you that's, have a lot of fun doing good. it. Hey, and watch out, we might get sued for that.
2: He'd, I don't think that <laughs> that's a joke. That the property's still alive.
1: Oh, oh God, yes, it is. I, oh, I it is. I In okay. fact, hoping. they just had a Savage Worlds version of Rifts come out last year. Is it play? Oh, of course it's playable. I can bring it sometime. Play, bring it sometime. Yeah, that'd so, be great. Scratch what I was saying earlier, maybe <laughs> Savage Worlds plus Rifts actually would be a fantastic game for the fifth element. Well, be that as it may, though, what did you have in mind? What did, well, you, what did you get? I, when we were first talking about doing the fifth element, I actually didn't immediately have something in brain other than, oh, Savage Worlds. And I was like I did not want to do Savage Worlds again. We did it in our special Lost episode, and I don't want to... Be that one-trick Savage Worlds podcast. Make it a a, a recurring thing. Yeah, I get that. But I couldn't think of anything else off the top of my head. So I actually asked my Google Plus followers, uh, Hey, what do you guys think? If you were to play The Fifth Element, what what, what game would you use? I got a lot of good responses. Uh, Savage Worlds was among them. Mm -hmm. I saw that. And another one that a number of people recommended was a game called Fate. So I've I, seen it, but
2: I've never even opened the book.
1: I have a little bit of experience with Fate, mm-hmm. and I will preface this by saying I don't enjoy playing Fate. Fate doesn't hit my buttons. But again, I'm going to try and be an objective here. Fate could work if you focus very heavily on the high narrative aspect.
0: Give us some background cuz I'm literally I've only with this seen system. Fate at like the gaming store. I've kind of flipped through it, but I've never actually played anything in the Fate system.
1: So Fate is a game that comes from Evil Hat and they push this very high story driven Let me see. I think it frequently does pulpy. They had a a game, a Fate game called Spirit of the Century. Mm -hmm. Uh So the cover of Spirit of the Century is a gorilla flying a biplane in like Indiana Jones era. Oh, okay. It was, you know, it looks pretty cool. And Spirit of the Century was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And it led to a lot of really descriptive action. But it also required people who were really going to want to do nothing but improv. There's a lot of improv. Like you is have it it's very low mechanics, very more storyteller. High, well, well, I mean not like White Wolf storyteller, but it is definitely a lot of storytelling. Oh, right. A lot of your character sheet is narrative cues. Like you look at your sheet is less stats and it's more descriptive abilities. I could see how that would be an issue, which I think could actually lead to a great fifth element themed mm-hmm. game if you really wanted to get a group of people who were there to just improv 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 and tag each other's things and everybody would need to be on the ball yeah and I that's can the see
2: problem like how like a dnd game like just the simple dive <clears throat> off the the terrace behind the bar that he does uh mm-hmm. in one of the action sequences i mean you're looking at 45 minutes so oh you, easily you, you you could be be very right in saying that this is this is more of a of a of a of a heavy storytelling where you just where you just kind of you fly it off and whoever's running it just says yay nay is that is that how this is working or
1: with fate you're given a lot more license to tell exactly what happens so uh-huh. you tag uh, one of your character's abilities and maybe you even uh, somebody pushes what's called one of your aspects and they. You know, bring a new story component into play and you have to react to that right maybe you can work with that aspect and that will give you points to spend on things i'm really doing a bad job of explaining the whole thing <laughs> but no it's, it's good from, from my a, perspective
0: it sounds good there's
1: a lot of as some people will some people like to derogatorily refer to story games as the kind of pass the stick mm. kind of game like oh it's yeah. your turn to tell the story fate has a little bit of that but there's actually somebody who runs the game, and they're responsible for moderating. But the players do have a lot more control over flair, mm-hmm. description, and even sort of taking the story and moving it forward on their own.
2: Right. So it's it's an experienced group kind of thing where you'd where you'd want to work with people that.
0: You know, yeah, it you, doesn't you
2: know well. You don't just want to join a pickup game of this. Yeah, it doesn't
0: sound like you just want to drop in without having experience either, you know, playing it all or I with think those people. I
1: think fate works very well for people who are experienced playing it. Yeah. Okay. And it also uses weird
0: the plus minus dice,
1: mm-hmm.
2: fudge dice. Oh, those okay. I've wondered. So you have to have <laughs> a
0: feet in role playing basically to play the fate system. <laughs> 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 mm. Maybe. Uh,
1: Again, I have opinions
0: on fate, but I'm not
1: going to completely not going to completely discount it. I think fate. Could actually, make I don't think sense. you have. I'm no, actually very yeah. interested in it this system. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic. <laughs>
0: no, you're you are you are doing your your part of the job here, and that's you know you're not you're not you know trashing anything. You're you're being yeah, that's yeah. Exactly. Stylistic
2: differences is one thing, but I, honestly, that now I'm going to,
0: I'm I'm going to go look at fate now. So you, you should, it, and and that's kind I of what the like hope with uh, part of this is. The hope that people are like, oh yeah. Let me go check that out. You know, yeah. just like with the movie, oh, I haven't seen this movie. Let me check it out. Yeah. And they recommended this game system. I'm a huge D nerd. I would never go outside of D. Someone might say that. Uh, but it sounded do. great. So let me try something new. That's perfect. Yeah. For me, the real winner,
1: the real bring home the bread, break an idiom kind <laughs> of game. <laughs> the game that we won for this is Feng Shui 2.
2: Is that, is that in the fate system, or is that no, a different game? No,
1: Feng Shui 2 is done by a fellow, a very famous game designer named Robin Laws. He is well-known. He even has his own podcast, Hey Robin, with a <laughs> fellow named Kenneth Height. Now, Robin wrote Feng Shui a long time ago, and it's basically the Hong Kong action movie game. Oh, sweet. Feng Shui, uh, I had never read it, so somebody recommended it to me, and I acquired it, and I have been reading it, and I think Feng Shui 2 is perfect. Uh, this was recently kickstarted uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, it's a beautiful game. It really does do a good job of covering all of the archetypes you might want. It has enough tangible mechanics in there to inspire you to, uh, like D&D, to think mechanically. But it right. also has enough narrative prompts on your character to also inspire you to kind of take that action and go wild with the description. right. right.
2: Um, is this uh, a widely co- commercially available uh, thing? Like, can you go down to your local game shop
1: and it'll be there, or is I that something imagine you order online? So, I, I think uh, any of our local shops here should have them. Yeah, oh, cool.
0: Okay. Barring that, probably the behemoth of Amazon.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> feng so- Shui. Uh, so I've I've brought copies of specifically of the character template. So Feng Shui. The way it works is so it has a built-in setting. Uh huh. That is eh, eh, not Fifth Element, mm, right. I think with very minor amount of tinkering, you can pull it away from the setting, and place it in the Fifth Element. Okay, so, uh, your characters are based on templates. You basically grab like an archetype mm-hmm. and then you tweak it just a little bit, but they actually encourage you not to. Yeah. Like, look, just take this and play it because out of the it, box, it yeah. really does what you want it to do. That sounds good, and I think. There's 20 or more of these archetypes.
0: That that actually sounds like something I would really like to play because one of the things that, as much as I love creating a character and coming up with the background and everything that, that you always do with a character, it's it can be just tedious and it takes an entire session with your friends just to do character creation and development. Archer. I mean, I, mean, you I become d- one with the arrow, the arrow becomes <laughs> one with your left ventricle. I, I like the way this is
2: written. <laughs> Leveling
0: up, awesoming up. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that 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 is good. Gun sticks. Huh. Cyborg. They lost the technology and rebuilt me anyway. I, I like I like the awesoming up. When you gain an advancement, you may select from the following options. Add a shtick, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For which you have prerequisite Shticks. for the martial arts path. I, I like, like these. uh Hair scrounge trigger tech. neck hairs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, my spidey sense is tingling. So it's got uh this is just for a range class archer, and the stats look like it's uh guns with a number on it, your backup attack, a defense, a toughness, a chi, and speed.
0: So I like I like the cyborg already because like add any of one of these scrounge tech sticks, adrenal. Boy, howdy. I have no idea what that would be. (laughs) That sounds interesting. Agony Grenade, Buzzsaw Hand, Force Distributor, (laughs) Helix Rethreader, Helix Ripper, Improbability Capacitor, Internal Lockbox, Juicer, Laser Goggles, Lumbar Scorpion, Molecular Distributor, Neurostimulator, Personal Copter Rig, Schrodinger Circuit. Now that... That just that just sounds awesome. Yeah,
1: so much of what you can do in the game is uh, Ooh, X special
0: forces. There's Corbin.
1: Yep. That's the one. Yeah. X special forces.
0: Listen listen, check this one of the one of the feats on this cyborg. Blow up real good. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. I'm reading this. Blow up real good. Take X marks of death to make a scrounge tech attack. Damage value twenty. These
2: uh these classes are very interesting. I'm, I'm just going to read them off real fast without going into what they are. But just looking at it, there is a lot of stuff for very interesting uh, games here. Oh, uh, there's Archer, Bandit, Big Bruiser, just a big-ass thug, Bodyguard, Driver, Bounty Hunter. There's the Cyborg you just mentioned, the Drifter, the the Everyday Hero. Who has uh, a six-pack and a Mustang shirt on. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's got a mullet, too. There's an Exorcist Monk. There's Full Metal Nutball. Um, there's the Gambler. There's the Gene Freak.
1: That's the one I think would actually work yeah, best yeah. for Lelou because of the description uh, of the
0: powers. The Ghosts. I think. I think the, I think the Gene Freak, without even looking too much into it, just the title <laughs> of the name <laughs> would have.
2: Yay. I I okay, play wrong. this game now.
0: I was I was thinking the gene freak would probably be the the scientist that put her back together, but after looking at some of these stats, yeah, that's Lelu. Yep. I I would play this game. This is Yeah, this I is would great. totally play this the game. The mechanics
2: um, are super fast, you, super you, simple. And you have such a problem when you have a specific character type. One time I wanted to play in a and d game, I wanted to play just a pacifist healer, and it took hours of convincing to get anything that wasn't On the on the character sheet, and it's it's not it's not geared to that. I just I wanted to heal. My my character had two tower shields strapped around his body, Uh,
0: and his arms free. I
2: mean, you just you just wanted you want to play a specific thing. You don't you don't want to go with that. And there's all kinds. I mean, there's masked Avenger, Maverick, Cop, Ninja, uh, Old Master. I mean, there is a ton of stuff that's just not covered. Looks awesome, yeah. Private investigator, redeemed pirate, scrappy kid. Oh, <laughs> she's adorable. <laughs> it's this little girl in a, in a. You can't see this, but there's this little girl in a pink shirt, um, riding a skateboard with a throwing star, just well, hanging. Hang let me off. let
0: me let me get to that. Um, hang on one second because oh, uh, the i the iPad here is is kind of like slow on some of these. This 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 is Jet Li, right? That that's that's an old Jet Li I mean, movie or that they took Chai that fat, picture from. I think. Which one? Let no, me see. that's
2: that's Jet Li, man. Yeah, that's Jet Li. Yeah. That's total Jet Li. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, this this scrappy kid. Oh, yeah, this God. little blonde like 8-year-old with with like purple-ish shirt, shoes and a and a throwing star on a skateboard. That that's kind of awesome. Life is simple. You're a kid. You like to have fun. But there are these bad guys who want to wreck everyone's happiness. That that that's a good lead-in for a character. Oh yeah, spy, supernatural creature. I am
2: Honestly, I'm really impressed by this game. I'm Swordmaster, Thief, Transformed Crab. There uh, was yep. one
0: archetype that lo- that was basically looked like Mad
2: Max only, uh, you know, with a, with a Fro Transformed Dragon, Two-Fisted Archaeologist. Yeah, this is going to lend itself to a lot of movies actually. But kicking of. Oh, okay, we're we're out of that.
0: Okay, yeah, I am Swordmaster if we if we do the you know 47 Ronin with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Mhm.
2: And I, I think it's
0: a safe bet to say we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, um,
2: that's an impressive game. Yeah, that is. I would. I would, I would
0: love that. to take like a Saturday and 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 play that game. Yeah, I just don't want to play it in a movie. I actually just
2: want to play that game now. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it called again? Feng Shui Two. And what's Feng Shui 2? The 2 is important?
1: This is the second, this is the oh, second yeah. edition. And, it, and it's in the fate yeah. system, or is so that... This is its own system. It's its own system, okay. Uh, so, you basically, you have a number. That's your uh-huh. skill, your ability. Uh, your, they call it your action rating. So, you have your action rating, and then you roll two dice. Mm-hmm. And you want to have them two different colors. So, they recommend having red for your good die, mm. and white for the bad die, because white in China is the color of death. Right, okay. So, uh, roll the red die, and... Add that to your number, but then roll the white die and subtract that from your number. So you're always rolling these two dice that uh, counteract each other. So right. In a way, uh, the mechanic kind of follows the fate dice, because the fate dice have the pluses and minuses. So right. again, you have a number that is your base ability that is basically represents you acting at the best of your ability. And then you roll the dice, and the pluses and minuses will lower that number depending upon... How you roll right. so in this mm-hmm. you have the two six-sided dice but the dice explode so if you roll boxcars also something weird happens but if you roll a six on either of the dice you roll another die and add it to it right and it keeps exploding upward or exploding downward so that can lead to some crazy high successes or some crazy awful
2: failures <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> to, do they stack i mean can you crit and crit and crit and
1: crit in both directions
0: yeah. oh god oh.
2: ow <laughs> Just the critting downward, yeah. just ouch. Attempt to sense the motive of the person on the other side of the desk. The world blows up.
1: <laughs>
2: You've <laughs> rolled sixteen
1: oh my white goodness. sixes. It also has dramatically appropriate gear. So your character might have a few things that mm-hmm. they have, but you don't really need to write down anything else. You're just right. considered to have it when you need it, unless it's dramatically appropriate for you to not have it. Uh for example, fifth element into mm-hmm. the movie. Matches. Remember yeah, that match? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an example of feng shui gear in action. Huh.
2: I, I I like a, a loose system, and the thing that really grabs me about this game, just from my very brief flip through there, is that they took all the characters that don't easily fit into every other system. I've seen 30 versions of mages, 30 mm. different systems. I've seen 30 different fighter yeah, types. I've seen I agree. And 30 different thieves. But... How many Karate f- Cops have you seen? Yeah, two-fisted <laughs> that professor. Was, that was awesome. I mean, <laughs> karate cop. And that is Jet Li. That is... Uh, yes. Zifu? Yeah. 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 Um, Sorcerer
1: and the White Snake. It looked like its character in that movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I am just... that. That's impressive. That's a new concept. And that's hard to say in this, which is basically uh, a lot of the very popular role-playing games are just... Different rules for rolling the same dice with the same Mm -hmm. names. Yeah. It's just a different system. This is interesting to me.
1: Like, if you read a bunch of Kickstarters, uh, I follow a lot of gaming Kickstarters, Uh and uh, there's a concept that, I'm not even going to delve too deep into it, but there's this concept called the heartbreaker. The heartbreaker is you see a game that somebody's made, and it's clearly their take on another game, and it breaks your heart because you actually see some some interesting, Mm -hmm. cool new ideas, but the rest of it's just crap. A lot of gaming kickstarters are straight up heartbreakers, and you look at them, and you can you can basically check off a list. Mm-hmm. Like this game has seventeen classes, right. three hundred pieces of gear, five thousand spells. Like, oh uh, God, how? Uh, okay, it's I, just the
0: same thing over and over again. I, I have a question. You as a game designer do do you ever like email those people and say, "Hey, I'm a game designer, and you're going down this path, and you're not going to get this done." In the past, mm-hmm. I have tried
1: this. Okay. I imagine been, we, that we, doesn't work well. It does not work no. well. Okay. Uh, and I'm not alone in this. There's a number of us that have banded together in various online communities. Mm-hmm to
0: critique this kind of stuff. Uh, that's good. As as a writer, I would I'm putting my book out. I would love to people like this worked for me in, as a sci-fi book, but you sucked here. Yeah. So as I would think like I just asked people would do that for Most you. Most people who write these games design them in a
1: void. They're hmm. not actually paying any attention to modern game design. They're not following anything that's new, but they want to publish their house rules for D&D that they've been working on for right. 40 yeah. years. Yeah and suddenly it comes out and they're like oh it's the best thing ever no dude i'm sorry you're really breaking my heart
0: yeah that's that's like as a as a writer watching somebody craft a world and they've spent 15 20 years creating yeah. this world and it's oh, oh, okay so you've just carbon copied tolkien
1: yeah it's just sexy dragonlands
0: and as a
2: professional alcoholic
0: it's <laughs> like watching
1: a new person <laughs> attempt to drink
2: <laughs> wait does that does that analogy <laughs> not
0: Oh, it works <laughs> it works it's it's good
2: it's, i i actually have no chops in the field i just wanted to emphasize that <laughs> you bring what you can to the table that's that's what it is which i felt burn, to do. No. <laughs> burn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking at that game i would play the, the hell out of that game if if i were like you know i would play it now But if I were back in, if it were 20 years ago, 23 years ago, and I was back in high school and it was my buddies and I getting, you know, we're going to hang out all night and play. That would be something that I would probably. like. Hey, hey, guys, check this out. You know, it would be that would be fat Dusty's like game of the week, probably. So,
2: yeah, I I got nothing else to add. I think that's a a fantastic choice and uh, it would certainly supersede my own my own riffs
1: ideal. Yeah, that's the game you should play if you want to play fifth fucking element. Yeah, I agree. I do want to add an honorable mention here. Yeah? Somebody else, actually more than one person, recommended another game called Action Movie World. (laughs) Never heard of it. It's based, it is uh, what is called Powered by the Apocalypse. So there's a whole series of games that were spawned from a very popular indie RPG called Apocalypse World, Uh Mm -hmm. which is a very simple system, uh, very approachable system, and uh, I'm not going to really go into any details on that one right now. I've never read this game. I don't know anything about it. I can't really talk about it, but it it sounded pretty cool. Maybe if we come back to another action movie by that point, yeah. I will have looked at this and have more details on it. But honorable mention, it's something you should probably look at as an alternative.
2: Well, I guess that uh, yeah. Oh, what this is we'll this is going to be an edit point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you got? So if this is actually ever released and uh, one of the things that we want to do is have voting at the end of our well I've been calling them seasons but I don't think we're going to use that term. Did we decide on a term? Uh we didn't. No, we didn't. I I think we didn't I think we decided we weren't using seasons. Well until we come up with a better term, <laughs> I'm just going to stick with seasons because we know what I'm talking about. Yeah, or okay. series or batches. We're going to do batches of four episodes. Yeah. Four episodes. And each one of the games that we ultimately choose, Mm -hmm. such as today we have chosen Feng Shui 2, we're going to put them in a vote at the end of these four batches. And you get to vote on which one that we're going to record into a full game. Yeah. Uh, We'll
2: we'll actually put it out there and play it out on this here table right here. Mm hmm. Um, did we decide if we were doing video? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah,
0: I, I, we talked about doing video last time. I with want the, to. With I, the I can put it together. Yeah, you like have that.
1: a fantastic setup. Yeah, yeah,
0: you have a a, a this beautiful eight x four gamer table that you you handmade, stained it, cut it, everything. That's we nice. Have, we have Minecraft torches in here. Yes, there. and we have hand like swords. dungeon walls. And and I mean by dungeon walls, I mean I'm not talking like your BDSM dungeon walls. <laughs> I'm talking like painted dungeon walls. Which is really kind that's of That's awesome. the other side of the studio. We do different, <laughs> films. <laughs> different films there. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's an entirely different podcast. I yeah, know we so. have Dungeon Masters, but check it out, out at dusty Dungeon Dungeon. And Pain. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, th- there's going to be a voting thing. Uh, we actually would like uh, any feedback you have, uh, positive or negative. We're just. Uh, we're just starting this concept out, but uh, we, would, we would like whoever at this point, no matter how few of you there are, to give us the direction you want us to go, um, which game you'd like to see us play, and which movie with it. Uh, this one
0: was uh, Feng Shui 2 with Fifth Element. So, Feng Shui
1: 2 by so Robert
0: D. Laws. Watch the movie. Check out, if you haven't watched it, you should. If you have watched it, watch it again for the billionth time. And then grab your friends and get the feng shui two system and check it out. Yeah. Um, so normally at this point we'd uh,
2: we'd ask you to send us a comment as to uh, what movie you'd like us to mm-hmm. to do next, but this is our first one. We're already going to record another one by the time any comment this one gets out. So, have we chosen what our next movie is Uh, on
0: the list? Actually, thing funny thing that you should bring that up: the list shows Valerian, but Valerian isn't out until the (laughs) twenty first. For what it's worth,
1: I just started writing movies down mm -hmm. and then putting them into categories. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, our first
0: category in the categories we have sci-fi, martial arts, miscellaneous adventures. War, Crime, Weird, Indie, Classic, Zombies, Kids, Horror, Miscellaneous Specials, and Anime. Uh, So the next one in the sci-fi, if we were to continue down the sci-fi list. We should switch it up. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise we might just
1: keep recommending the same game. No, I agree. Uh,
0: The the next one in the sci-fi list would have been any Mad Max, but if we want to jump to martial arts. Oh yeah, let's do that. We have, uh, on our docket, we have 13 Assassins, District b 13 Ooh. hero crouching tiger hidden dragon versus and kill bill now this is just a I rough like brain <laughs> like this this was the brainstorming session my votes for district b13 i've never seen district b13 so either. it is a french parkour movie okay
1: kind of post-apocalyptic dystopian future parkour movie okay I, one of the most badass things you'll ever see all right. So are we doing I, I, I think District we're doing 13? District B13. Yes. Yes. B13. Okay. All right. District B13. All
2: right. Um, well, I think that wraps it, doesn't it? So we'll be watching that this week. We'll come back with a game next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll go with it. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening to our first episode. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All right.
2: Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We're a new name in the enormous sea of podcasts and appreciate any feedback that you can send our way. If you like what you've heard, or even if you didn't, please leave us a review and let us know. Got a movie or a game that you want to hear us talk about? Drop us a comment on our website at havemovieswillgame.com or hit us up on any of the usual social networks. We'd love to hear from you. The opening theme music is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids, part of the Public Domain and found on publicdomain4u.com. Opening narration is provided by Isaac Shear. Have Movies Will Game is distributed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next week.